eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The farmer's dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. This is Reception Perception, the show. James Cole and Matt Harmon. All right, uh, I want to shift over to Dallas now. Jalen Tolbert had himself a a pretty nice productive day, obviously an extremely productive day for the passing game for Dallas. Uh, Philadelphia's pass defense, has there been a pass defense that has just gone from the the ceiling to the basement as quickly as Philadelphia right now? Because last year they were absolutely one of the most feared pass defenses in the NFL. You didn't want to throw against Slay and Bradbury, and now both those guys um, pretty beatable. Uh, So it's been a little bit of a surprise. But Jalen Tolbert, regardless... I mean, again, you highlighted this guy. I think it was last year, uh, going into last year, and obviously he had some issues there. But uh, his most productive game, I mean, by like a million miles, okay? Five targets, three grabs, 49 yards, and, and a touchdown here for Jalen Tolbert. Uh, real or mirage because he played just about as many sta- snaps as uh, Michael Gallup. Yeah, 25 routes for Gallup, 22 for Jalen Tolbert. And look, I've said this a lot, Um feel for Michael Gallup injuries suck, but like we're just kind of trending that way with Michael Gallup, you know, where he just does yeah. has never seemed to really, whether it's physically or, or, or mentally, like he's just never seemed to have recovered from that injury that he, the late season ACL uh, tear that he had at the end of the 2021 season. So right. that just like is what it is with, with Gallup and like Jalen Tolbert got a lot of really good reviews in the off season. Uh, apparently he had a really strong training camp. They were very happy with the way he came back and like attacked the um the the process and 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 the off season after not ha- doing basically not doing anything his rookie year when there was a right. pretty clear opportunity for him to do something in that Dallas receiving room last year and I think it is kind of a credit to him that look 
they're not just slamming their head against the wall with Michael Gallup over and over again. Like sometimes less is more with players and maybe that can help them build their confidence back up. And maybe that's what they're looking at for Michael Gallup. But I do think there's a non 0% chance that like, Oh, Jalen Tolbert's just going to take a, take a job from him. Right. Even Brandon cooks Mm -hmm. has like been a bit player so far. I thought we'd see more out of Brandon cooks. Um, that hasn't been the case, but at the same time, it's kind of hard to blame them when they're just revolving the entire plane around CD lamb. Like that is the yeah. offense they should run. That is the best version of themselves. Jake Ferguson, your boy looks like the best, the second best skill position player on the team right now behind CD yep. lamb. But Tolbert has continued to give him some flashes. And I really liked Tolbert as a prospect. I thought he was a good solid day three draft pick. Um, he went a little bit earlier than that, but I thought he was a good solid, like, fourth late third early fourth round player um and and he was just kind of like a bit of a jack of all trades master of none solid separator solid in contested situations solid hands overall um they and look dallas could use a little more solid than what they've gotten so far in the receiver room yeah from the profile that um that i read of tolbert and just kind of watching him play a little bit i I get the sense that he would just be a an ideal like flanker type of player for Dallas. Uh, am I, am I correct in saying that? Because again, I don't see a lot of like downfield X receiver type stuff, man. But if this guy could go out and play flanker and just be kind of like, again, that, that, that utility tool, uh, at wide receiver, I feel like that could help both him and, and the Dallas Cowboys. Well, the beautiful part uh, of all of this now is that we've started to see, you know, CD lamb, be used all over the field, right? We've yeah, seen him be right. used more of like an outside receiver, which when you don't just have CD lamb exclusively running out of the slot, when you have him, I mean, look, you're always going to want him be to be a slot receiver, especially in a matchup like the Eagles where they have Bradbury and Slay have not played to um, perfection. Uh, but at the same time, he's also a guy that like, you're going to want, or that's also a defense where you're going to want to attack the slot just because of the hundred percent weakness there. Avante Maddox has not been in the, in the picture and and that that's been a weak spot for them. So sure. You can use him in the slot. He's a, he's a matchup nightmare in the slot, but lately they've been getting him some targets at that X receiver out in the perimeter. And that allows like a Jalen Tolbert to come onto the field. Um, Theoretically it would allow, and this was the case the week prior, not, not last week against the Eagles, but um, it was a, you can get Brandon Cook's slot reps and stuff like that, right? I think that's a pretty good fit for him. So yeah, I think we'll continue to see Ceedee Lamb move around the field, play some X receiver, but I think Tolbert can play a little bit of X, but he's probably more so, yeah, like a number two flanker type. So Ceedee Lamb on the season has played about sixty five percent of his snaps lined up inside and about thirty five percent. Uh, lined up out wide in this game against Philadelphia. It was uh, it, that number came down from 65% inside to about 55% inside to what Matt is saying that they've been using him. Uh, I think a little bit more around that formation, including the X and including flanker and just kind of moving him around as a movable chess piece as we, I mean, listen, bro, this guy just, I mean, went off on this defense, nearly 200 yards receiving, uh, for C.D. Lamb in that game, uh, unfortunately, in a, in a losing effort 
uh, for the Cowboys. But man, they played really good football, uh, especially on the offensive side of the football. And uh, and 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 offensively, I thought they took care of business, but uh, just couldn't make some small plays, small big plays. I guess is is probably how I would describe it um, down the stretch there. But Michael Gallup, I uh, just want to talk about Michael Gallup very quickly here. So on the season, has played about sixty five percent of the snaps on the season in total, right? But then what we see here from that Philadelphia game is that um, they're they're kind of sort of easing off of Michael Gallup now, right? So he goes from about 65% to about 48%, right? Snap share. Uh, and again, the, the route percentage and stuff like that also going down. Jalen Tolbert's moving the other way and they're utilizing more Brandon Cooks as well. Brother, can you explain to me how in God's green earth does Brandon Cooks run 44 routes and see two targets total in this football game. I mean, damn near played 80% of the snaps, ran 44 routes, got two targets in this ball game. How? I don't understand. I think it's going to almost be sort of like, like the Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen thing last year, where we get to the end of the year and it's like, man, is Brandon Cooks just donezo? Because look at his like targets per route run and stuff like that. Um, but it's like, well, he's playing across from a guy that's making that jump into the elite tier. I think these guys both came into the the, the league the, the same year, right? Where Justin Jefferson um, and, and the boys, you know, 20, there's a 2020 draft class, right? Was the Justin Jefferson CD Lamb draft. Um, they came in the year at the same time. And I think last year was the year that Jefferson took the jump into the elite tier. I think he mm-hmm. might have already been there, honestly, after his, uh, after his second season. But um, then this looks like the year that CeeDee Lamb is making that jump into the elite tier. It looks like the Cowboys have finally figured that out, right? Where, oh, when are we the best as an offense? It's when we spread the field. It's when we get CeeDee Lamb some outside reps. We talked about mm-hmm. that. 21-yard average, twenty one average depth of target against the Eagles on outside reps for wow. CeeDee Lamb. So that's where you wow. can really get him explosive plays. And it's just like, yeah, in that scenario, you're not funneling looks to Brandon Cooks because he's not that type of player, especially at this point in his career. Brandon Cooks can be like a solid role player, but he's Mm -hmm. not like a a true – he's not a 1B receiver. He was never going to be a 1B receiver type for the Dallas Cowboys. He was going to be like maybe a 2. He's he's probably been more like a a low 2, high 3 type for for the Cowboys. He's a bit player, which is fine when you can funnel the offense 191 yards – um, through CD Lamb, it's okay in that scenario. It's fine for the Cowboys. Again, I think you could probably ask for more than what they've gotten out of Cooks right now, but um, CD is just taking that jump where, like, the best thing you can do is like make him the first read every time. And like, if Dak never gets off the first read because the first read is CD Lamb and he's one of the best route runners in the NFL and can always get open, hard to blame him for not throwing the ball to Brandon Cooks. Yeah, no, I definitely hear that. It is interesting, though, when I watch Brandon Cooks and when when they actually do target him, he's making plays, right? So mm-hmm. I, I don't feel as if um, he's played poorly this year, uh, certainly by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but you're right. It's like, look, you're going to go to CeeDee Lamb, of course, as your number one option. I'm just surprised. <laughs> Um, and again, when we talk about, you know, targets per route run, I think for, for Brandon cook, something like, I don't know, like one target for every 12 routes run or something would probably be more normal for him. Right. Um, whereas, you know, again, two targets in, in 44 routes, that's just, wow. I was like, what <laughs> out here getting his cardio is Brandon cooks, man. Holy hell. 
my dudes out here running around, so just seeing no looks whatsoever. So I, I was a little bit surprised by that. But um, that's just how football is sometimes. I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, honestly, Matt, next week if, if the Cowboys, um, you know, they, they suddenly find Brandon Cooks a little bit more open uh, oh, and get sure. him more involved, you know. So sometimes that stuff just evens out. Again, though, it does come back to your guy Ferguson, man, who has continued mm-hmm. to stack weeks together. He's second on the team in targets. He's second on the team in receiving yards. Again, he looks like their most dynamic threat beyond C.D. Lamb in the pass game, in the run game, because the run game hasn't been good. And I think they're kind of like, no. all right, we're not giving Tony Pollard – Sorry, fantasy uh, freaks. They're not. We're not giving Tony Pollard, you know, twenty carries or twenty touches or anything. He's just never going to be yeah. good in that scenario. So we're going to have to throw the ball a lot. And and Jake Ferguson has really been sort of that breakout guy in that scenario. And and man, yeah, he's he's been really good. I think he offers them some dynamism in the open field. I think they probably could have thrown to him on that fourth down play that they threw Agreed. to Colbert. Uh, he was. Oh. Kind of open on that inbreaker there. There was a few mistakes from Dak Prescott, in the, especially late in that game. But overall, I think Dak's played really well since that Chargers game. I think, obviously, like I said, CeeDee Lamb being the revolving like figure of the offense has been, yeah. um, has been pretty critical. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 